Well, hello and welcome. My name is DeCourcy Williams, and this is the Uplifting Words Podcast. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening to the sound of my voice and also wish you all peace, love, and happiness in these uncertain times. Good Lord. It seems like every day I wake up, I'm like, how in the world do we get here? So uh, in case you've been living under a rock and you don't know what's going on, the 2020 presidential election wrapped up. They are still counting ballots. So here's the thing. The winner has not yet been determined, and there are a few states that are still left up in the air. There's a lot of confusing things going on right now. You've got some Trump supporters in certain states talking about stop counting ballots and Trump supporters in other states screaming about you better count those ballots. So here's what happened. There are a couple of states that are waiting on mail-in ballots and absentee ballots, which are basically mailed-in ballots. Um, people that might not live be living in the states right now, they might be out abroad somewhere, but they still wanted to cast their vote. So we are still waiting on the counts from each and every last vote. And what is amazing to me is that there are actually people who are protesting democracy right now. So for the people that's hollering about stop counting votes, you mean to tell me that you're actually protesting votes to be counted? And I know there are some people that say um, uh, they're somehow saying that people voted the day after the election, which is totally not true. It's just mailed in ballots. As long as they were postmarked by election day, then they're all good to go. Right. It seems like it would seem like you really would want this to be a fair and true election. But there are people who are actively participating in voter suppression, voter fraud. Uh, Republicans are saying it's the Democrats. Democrats are saying it's the Republicans. I mean, this is just, just a mess. You got some Trump supporters showing up at polling places armed. They're showing off their their big over-the-shoulder guns, the AR-15s, the military-style military rifles, and they're showing up at polling places. Like, why do you need to do that? Are you trying to intimidate somebody? Are you trying to let some people know that you have guns and you're openly carrying them? That's cool, but why do you have to show it? Uh, why do you have to show up at a voting place like that? Like, there's no need for that. So these are some crazy times that we're living in right now, and I can only hope it. It it, it seems like the we're not going to have the actual uh, election results until maybe on Tuesday. Like or maybe like somewhere around November the 16th. I mean, I know that's way far off, but here's the thing. Trump has uh, he succeeded in not dealing with the coronavirus. So he's the one that started this. He denied that it existed. Come to find out that all along he knew how serious it was and how potentially dangerous it could be. Uh, But that's neither here nor there now. Uh, He failed to act. He didn't do anything. He left it all up to the states. He didn't offer them any support unless they were backing him. Unless they had said something of high praise behind him is when he even offered any kind of support. But from the very beginning, way, way back in January, February of 2020, he knew about how deadly this virus could be and he chose to do nothing. So now we're in a situation where people went on lockdown, jobs were lost, businesses were shut down. People had to rely on government assistance just in order to get by. Some people still went out and worked, but it still wasn't enough because hours were cut. I mean, it was just a disaster for a lot of people. On top of that, 
he claimed to know more than scientists and doctors. So he didn't take their advice. He fired anybody who did not agree with him. He created the situation where people did not want to go out in public. He could have been the leader that he was elected to be. And he was elected a leader, even though even though it's crazy how he lost the popular vote in 2016 and uh, Electoral College still elected still still voted him in. Um, but that's, you know, the Electoral College in play there. But anyway, he didn't act. He set up this system so that people would be would be fearful of going out. So, of course, instead of going out to the polls, a lot of people were going to mail in their ballots. And it's funny because Trump supporters, they don't believe that this is as serious as it is, um, which I can understand because I know people's lives just can't stop. Like the world can't stop. We have to keep on going. But there are cautionary ways of doing so. So you've got some people that don't wear a mask, some people that don't even care. They'll be all up on other people. They still trying to go party to the bars to wherever else. And then you've got some people who, whether it's true or not, it makes them feel better to take certain social distancing precautions, wearing a mask, you know, things like that. The people that take the precautions don't trust the people that do not. So those people did not go out to vote. They mailed in their ballot. So the surge of Trump's apparent victory on election night, that was to be expected because Trump supporters went to the polls and voted because they don't think that the coronavirus is a real deal. They're not taking it seriously. So they are still going out. No masks, still all up on each other, coughing and hacking. I work in a restaurant. I still see people that go to the bathroom and leave the bathroom without washing their hands. So people that do take the precautions and wear the mask, they mailed in their ballots. The people that took the precautions are predominantly Democratic voters. And that's what we're seeing. That is why Joe Biden has caught up to Donald Trump in, was it Georgia or Pennsylvania? Places where on election night, Trump had an enormous lead. And he even had a little party and claimed victory on election night. I know because I stayed up. It was like 2.30 in the morning. His first words were, I've never held a party this late in the, at night. So he was declaring victory. But then all of a sudden that got shut down. That got stopped. Because we're like, yo, we, we need to wait to count all these votes. That's the equivalent of going to 7-Eleven at 12 o'clock noon, buying a lottery ticket for whatever the biggest jackpot that you can that you can that you have and wherever you live and declaring yourself the winner at 2 p.m. and getting mad because you can't collect your money. Well, daggone it. The voting, the the the, the, the lottery drawing isn't until like 10 o'clock at night. So you have to wait. And that's what people are they're getting in arms about now. They have to wait. And of course, there are certain instances where people are being uh, people are upset because they can't view the actual voting procedure. It's funny how in all of my life, I have never, ever heard of people being so interested in watching people count and mark ballots like this has never been an issue before. So all the years we've been voting for presidents all through all through time. And now all of a sudden this year, it's a problem. And it's funny because the states that he won, there's no fraud. The states where it's close or the states where he's losing. Well, just just now, 
Like, it's not the other states that have already gotten their votes in and tallied and everything. And then Joe Biden's been declared the winner. Those states aren't important right now. He's trying to sue Michigan. He's trying to sue Pennsylvania, sue Georgia. And it's just crazy. Just the amount of divisiveness that's going on right now. And the country is on edge. Like people are scared no matter what way the the election goes. You've got threats of violence from both sides. Like if 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 Donald, I mean, I've never heard any Democrats saying that they're going to riot if Donald Trump gets reelected. Uh, but that's what people on the other side are saying. But I have heard uh, people on the far right or alt right side saying that they are going to be targeting some people if Joe Biden wins. So, yeah. This is a nerve wracking time right now. Um, and I'm a little ashamed. I'm a, I'm a little ashamed that in a matter of four years, people have broken up with significant others. They have sworn off talking to family members. They have disowned sons and daughters because of their political affiliation. Like this, this doesn't make sense to me. That people are taking this like really, really seriously. So today, on this episode of the podcast, I came across a little article here. And it's talking about 20 things that most people learn too late in life. And um, I'm going to share this with you guys. And we're going to see how it directly correlates with what's going on. So before I take a break, let me just go over a couple of them. So the... The first one, and this this stuff might not have anything to do with the election, but just in general, these are 20 things that most people learn too late in life. First thing, most people are scared of using their imagination, which means we've disconnected with our inner child. People say that they don't feel as creative or they just like things the way that they are. You know, that whole thing where people get set in their ways and it's really hard for them to break out of that. Well, We've kind of lost our imagination. Uh, number two, your dream doesn't really matter to anyone else. You know, some people might take interest. Some people might support you in your quest. But at the end of the day, nobody cares or will ever care about your dream as much as you. Number three, friends are relative to where you are in life. Now, most friends only stay for a period of time and usually in reference to your current interests. But when you move on or your priorities change, so do the majority of your friends. Number four, your potential increases with age. As people get older, they tend to think that they can do less and less when the reality is they should be able to do more and more because they've had time to soak up more knowledge. Being great at something is a daily habit. It's not just something that you're born into. And you don't realize that a lot of times until you get uh older, like really older. <laughs> now, number five, spontaneity is the sister of creativity. Now, if all you do is follow the same exact routine every day, you'll never leave yourself open to moments of sudden discovery. Like, do you remember how spontaneous we were as kids? Like anything could happen at any moment. And I think that's why people are so enamored with children. It kind of reminds them of how things used to be for them. So that was the first five. I'm going to take a quick break. I've got 15 more that I'm going to share with you guys, and I'll be right back to share them.
everybody, DeCourcy Williams here, and I have a quick question for you. Are you interested in wine? Do you enjoy drinking a glass every now and again? Have you ever gone to the grocery store and just been overwhelmed with the amount of selections that you can choose from? Well, I think I may have a solution for you. Let me introduce you to Wine Ambassador. Wine Ambassador's vision is to become the number one wine club in the world through word of mouth marketing. If you click on the link in the show notes description, you'll be taken to an area where you can learn a little bit more about this amazing company. We have different ways that you can be a part of this company and you can earn wine for free. And on top of that, you can earn a pretty sizable income as well. So if you're interested in turning your love of wine into a profitable business, you can contact me on Instagram under Corsi the Wine Lover or just send me a message here on the podcast. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions for you. Thank you very much. Well, hello and welcome back. Thank you very much for sticking with me. And uh, we're talking about 20 things that uh, many people forget or learn too late in life. And I got up to number five, which was spontaneity is the sister of creativity. I want to jump right back in and give you these other 15. So number six, we forget the value of touch. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you played in the rain? Uh, When was the last time you sat on the sidewalk and just looked at the cracks and the rocks and the dirt and that one little weed growing up between the concrete uh, and the grass that's nearby? It it might be a good time to do that again. It helps us to feel connected to the playfulness of life. Number seven, most people don't do what they love. And that's true. The masses are not the ones who live the dreamed life that they or the life that they dreamed of living. And the reason for that is they didn't fight hard enough. They didn't make it happen for themselves. And the older that we get, the more we look around and it comes easier to believe that we'll just end up the same. Do not fall for this trap. It is a trap. Number eight, many people stop reading after college. You know, if you ask anyone, what was the last good book you read? And most of them will respond with, wow, I haven't read a good book in a long time. Uh, And that could be actually physically reading a book or actually doing, you know, the audio thing with like Audible or, you know, uh, one of the other services. I can tell you right now, I am reading a book called Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. It's one of those books that shows uh, that kind of describes why people do the things that they do, because I'm, I'm like really into that. Uh, I really want to find out things about the human psychology and, you know, why we make some of the decisions that we make. So get back to reading if you stopped. Uh, let's move on. Number nine. Uh, people talk more than they listen. Let me tell you something. There's nothing more ridiculous than when you hear two people talking at each other and neither one of them is listening. But you can tell that the one person that's not talking is just waiting for the other person to stop so that they can start up again. Let's take a little bit more time to actually listen to people. That is so important in these political climates that we're living in right now. Everybody's just talking at one another and nobody's even trying to take any time to listen. Number 10, creativity takes practice. It's kind of funny how much uh, we as a society praise and value creativity. And yet we seem to do as much as we can to prohibit and control creative expression 
unless it is in some way profitable. If you want to keep your own creative muscles pumped and active, you got to practice it on your own. Number 11, the term success is relative. You know, as kids, we're all taught to reach for success. And I know I've taught my kids, too, you should reach for success. But what does it really mean? You know, success to one person could mean the total opposite for someone else. One thing I'm really starting to do now with my children is making sure that you define your own success. Don't let me define your success. Don't let your grandparents, your friends, anybody else. You have to be able to define your own success. And it's all right if it's not the same thing as your peers. Number 12, you can't change your parents. The sad and difficult truth to face as we get older is that we can't change our parents. We are, we are who we are. And I'm talking now as a parent of two children. Uh, whether they approve of what you do at some point, it no longer matters. Love them for bringing you into this world and leave the rest at the door. And I'm in a really funny position now, not only having kids of my own, but both of my parents are still alive. And I know I've spent a lot of years angry at them for one reason or another. But I got to realize that this ball, this this life that I have, the ball is in my court. I've got to make the decisions and I can't change who my parents are. And that's something that I've had to realize probably a little too late. But, you know, moving on. Number 13, the only person that you have to face in the morning is yourself. So when you're younger, I know a lot of people feel like they have to please the entire world. That's another trap. You do not have to do that. You have to do what makes you happy and create the life that you want to live for yourself. If you do that, you'll see someone truly that you love staring back at you every morning in the mirror. Number 14, nothing feels as good as something you do from the heart. No amount of money or achievement or external validation will ever take the place of what you do out of pure love. You've got to follow your heart. And you know what? The rest of the stuff that you worry about, it'll follow. It'll come. Number 15, your potential is directly correlated to how well you know yourself. Now, I know you've heard me talk about self-assessing on uh, episodes of the podcast in the past, but this is extremely important. Those who know themselves and maximize their own strengths are the ones that go where they want to go in life. Those who don't know themselves and avoid the hard work of looking inward live life by default. They lack the ability to create for themselves and their own future. Number 16, everyone who doubts you will always come back around eventually. That kid that used to bully you will come asking for a job. The girl that didn't want, have, want to have anything to do with you, she'll call back when she sees where you're headed. It just happens that way. The only thing you can do is focus on you and be true to what you believe in. And the doubters will eventually come asking for help. It's funny how that happens. Number 17, you are a reflection of the five people you spend the most time with. And I've said this before on the podcast emphatically, nobody creates themselves by themselves. We are all mirror images sculpted through the reflections we see in other people. This game of life isn't a game that you play by yourself. So work to be surrounded by those you wish to be like. And in time, you too will carry the very things that you admire in them. Number 18, beliefs are relative to what you pursue. Now, wherever you are in life and based on who is around you, 
and based on your current aspirations. Those are the things that shape your beliefs. Nobody explains, though, that beliefs are then not fixed. Therefore, there is no right or wrong. It is all relative. You've got to find what works for you. Are you noticing a common theme in these 20 points, by the way? (laughs) Number 19. Anything can be advice. Be wary. Here it is again. There is no right or wrong as you get older. A coping mechanism to one could be a way to relax on a Sunday for another. Just remain aware of your habits and how you spend your time and what habits start to increase in frequency. And then question where they're coming from in you and why you feel compelled to repeat them. There's never mistakes, always lessons. As I've said before, you got to know yourself. Then number 20, the last, your purpose is to be you. What is the meaning of life to be you just to be all of you always in everything that you do, whatever that might mean. You are your own creator. You are your own evolving masterpiece. Growing up is the realization that you are both the sculpture and the sculptor. You're the painter and the portrait. Paint yourself however you wish. And that's it. The 20 things that a lot of people learn a little too late in life. Hope you all were able to get some 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 value out of this. I hope that you can kind of, you know, ask yourself these 20 questions. Don't be afraid to go back and listen to this podcast again to get all 20 of them. Um, I just hope that it helps people to be authentic to who they are. And if you've noticed a common theme in those 20 bullet points, and if you notice a theme in this podcast, it's always Be true to yourself. And the only way to do that is to find out who you are, what you like, what you want to do, where you want to go, your own reality. Unfortunately, we we, as humans, we kind of have this duality going on where we live internally in our own bubble. But we also live in this shared space with billions of other people on the planet who are also living individually in their own bubbles. (laughs) I always thought that was a funny thing. And friction comes in a lot of times where one person's bubble doesn't match another person's bubble and they get to clashing. Unfortunately, people don't know how to uh, how to clash in a mature way. There's ways to argue with people instead of just shouting whatever comes to your head instead of going for the most hurtful or the most traumatizing thing that you can use in your arsenal uh, in a confrontation with somebody. There's a way to do that and be civil about it. So I think that's what we've lost. I think that's what's going on with this political climate. And um, I'm praying for this nation right now. I'm praying for Republicans and Democrats and black and white and straight and LGBTQ plus. It's just like empathy is what we all need more of. And I've said that before on the podcast also. So um, that's what I have for you guys. Uh, 20 things that a lot of people learn a little bit too late in life. I hope this helps you to understand um, maybe some things you might want to focus on. Maybe you harken back to that finding of yourself and doing a little bit of self-assessing and, you know, just being authentically you. Now, the thing is, you can be authentically you and we can walk hand in hand. But if your authenticity threatens my being or my existence in any way, that's where we have the problem. So 
like I said, got to walk that fine line of the duality that we have going on. So I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. I hope everybody just really exercises patience with this electoral process. We knew this was going to be an issue because we knew that there were going to be a lot of people who mailed in their ballots. We knew there were going to be a lot of people that did not feel safe going out to the polls because we know that there are other people that don't think that this virus is a big deal. So a lot of us chose a mail in our ballot. I didn't. I actually went to the polls and voted. I got on my mask uh, at our location. You know what? Let me just say something else, too. It's funny how some places are really active in making it really hard for people to vote. And in other places, you can go in and vote and be done in five minutes. I am blessed to live in a place where we can just walk in, show our ID. They scan the ID. I go to a little booth, write down my my preferences, and that's it. And you drop the thing into the, the scanning thing. Like, it's funny, though, that this area is really been historically considered a conservative area. And if you kind of look at that, you'll notice that all of the historically conservative areas or historically the white areas have the easiest time to vote. The places that are with poor, disenfranchised people, whether they're white or black, actually, now that I'm starting to notice all of these roadblocks, all of these hurdles that they have to jump over just in order to vote. It seems like the process of voting should be made easy. And I'm sorry I do not subscribe to the whole billions and billions of illegal voters that we've never had that. There have been studies to show that it's that's never been an issue. And it's funny how when Donald Trump won in 2016, when it, when at the beginning, when he, we thought he was going to lose, he was talking about voter fraud then and how the system is rigged. But then all of a sudden he won. So was it rigged and you won? <laughs> So now he's losing again, and now he's talking about it's fraud. And it's like, there's there's really no evidence of that. So people, just, just be patient. This will all clear itself out. It'll work itself out. If Don, if something happened and Donald Trump comes back and wins, I'm not going to be boo-hoo and crying about it. I'm just going to have to go on and live our lives. You know what? No matter who's in office, no matter who's running the country, each of us still has to get up and go do what we have to do on a daily basis. And that has nothing to do. It might change the way that we have to do certain things daily, but we also have to get up and do our thing. So just remember that. Um, don't forget, y'all. Be kind to your neighbor. Peace, love and happiness should prevail at all times. I, I can't stand seeing all this hatred and nonsense being spewed at each other. Like, can we just stop that, please? So that's what I have for you guys. Thank you very much. Don't forget, join me on my various forms of social media. I'm on Instagram. It's Corsi the Wine Lover. Check out my blog at 9w6e.com or better yet known as Corsi's Corner of Online Treasures. I actually think you'll find it better if you just type in the 9w6e.com. You can find out about the wine. You can find out about the weight loss coffee, the nootropics the Vela Vita. You can find out about all that stuff that I have. And I also am going to have some tasting notes because there's just too many wines that I've tasted and they're just incredible wines. And I want to be able to share them with as many people as possible. I think that everybody deserves to experience a bottle of fine wine. Let me tell you something. It's not the same stuff that you're getting at Walmart or even at the Total Wine sometimes. Uh, but you know what too? Big shout out to Walmart. They've changed their entire wine 
uh, area, like my particular Walmart, they've like really updated, made it look like nice and sexy. And they've got like, you know, top shelf wines and they're like 60 and 70 bucks. There's even a couple of locked cases where you can't access the bottles of wine until you get an associate. And those are like a hundred bucks plus bottles of wine. I'm like, wow, if Walmart is catching on to the wine game, like what does that really say? Like if y'all haven't gotten in on wine and experiencing good wines, like you're missing out. So if you want that chance, get in contact with me, visit the blog to find out more information. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Remember, be patient through this whole process. Everybody is biting our nails. We are all on edge, all full of anxiety. Let's just relax and let the system play out. So you guys have a wonderful weekend. I will talk to you in the next one.